Welcome to the four weeks of Halloween, week two, which is hauntings. I'm Mari Eckstein Gower. And I'm Jamie Gower. Poem today, Haunted Houses, by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. All houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through the open doors, the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sound upon the floors. We meet them at the doorway, on the stair, along the passages they come and go, impalpable impressions on the air, a sense of something moving to and fro. There are more guests at table than the hosts invited. The illuminated hall is thronged with quiet, inoffensive ghosts, as silent as the pictures on the wall. The stranger at my fireside cannot see the forms I see, nor hear the sounds I hear. He but perceives what is, while unto me all that has been is visible and clear. We have no title deeds to house or lands. Owners and occupants of earlier dates from graves forgotten stretch their dusty hands and hold in mortain still their old estates. The spirit world around this world of sense floats like an atmosphere, and everywhere wafts these earthly mists and vapors dense, a vital breath of more ethereal air. Our little lives are kept in equipoise by opposite attractions and desires, the struggle of the instinct that enjoys and the more noble instinct that aspires. These perturbations, this perpetual jar of earthly wants and aspirations high, come from the influence of an unseen star, an undiscovered planet in our sky. And as the moon from some dark cloud throws o'er the sea a floating bridge of light, across whose trembling planks our fancies crowd into the realm of mystery and night, so from the world of spirits there descends a bridge of light, connecting it with this, or whose unsteady floor that sways and bends wander our thoughts above the dark abyss. So probably first of all, we do need to talk a little bit about our rating system, don't we? Oh, our rating system, yes, because we've um, described this as, as for the horror curious, and I, I don't want to use the term horror wimp, um, but <laughs> that's me. <laughs> it's it's really funny because I I feel I am simultaneously a horror fan and a horror wimp, and um, I'm a strong believer in in not seeing stuff you really don't want to, um, but also a strong believer in the value of uh, the scary. Right. Okay. So all right. So the first is going to be spooky. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Spooky is is. Something that that's that's in the region of of Halloween and the scary, and but isn't maybe really scary. Maybe occasional jump scare, maybe occasional frisson, to okay. use the French term. And then we've got scary. Scary is is scary. It's something that's going to have an actual. There's going to be some sort of actual um, fright involved might even you know and i think these range because a hard scare might even involve uh some gore oh okay and i'm assuming that the third one horrifying now that's the thing that's gonna i'm i'm out of the room right yeah okay yeah. 
And, and I think fans and aficionados, there are some things that are horrifying that are, are worth it. Um, like even in the Creature from the Black Lagoon, there's one scene that's really scary. Um, and, and Black Lagoon, I probably put in the middle of the scary. But anyway, yes. Okay. And then you've got some things about tools so people know about things that they can reference. Yeah, a thing, a thing I use, two things that I use um, to, if I'm seeing a movie and I think, oh, that looks interesting, but is it going to freak me out? Uh, Wikipedia. Uh, oh, really? So simple. So simple. You uh, Title of the movie and the year, especially with horror movies, because so many um, uh, titles get reused. Oh, yeah, right. So um, look it up in Wikipedia. Oftentimes there is a detailed plot synopsis. Um, another thing is recap podcasts. There's a lot of people that do that. In fact, one that I think is great is called Too Scary Didn't Watch. And uh, it describes itself as a horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. And it's three friends. One of them, uh, she really likes um, horror movies. One of them... Um, she could take them or leave them. And one of them just does not watch horror movies because they scare her. So the one who loves them describes the movie in detail. And it's really funny because there's times you can think, ooh, I never want to see that. And other times the movie sounds interesting. Well, it sounds really helpful. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. And then you've got some notes that you're offering people. Yeah, I just wanted to remind everybody that um, there are uh, live links in the show description and we're still deciding if we want to put up a transcript. And if we do the transcript, it'll be on the website. So the links are on the website. The links are in your, uh, your pod listening app under the notes for the podcast episode as well. Oh, that's great. Okay. Now, first of all, now, do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe it? Well, let, let me ask you, how do you feel about, since we're doing hauntings? You know, ghosts are are an interesting thing because uh, they are a a belief that people have had just uh, probably from day one and that they the British Museum actually has a 3500 year old uh, Babylonian tablet and it's about hand sized and it talks about how to um, exercise a ghosts and it's it's an interesting it's a little recipe there, so you've got number one that you make a figure make figurines uh -huh. of a man and a woman, and then you take two vessels of beer. Now they don't specify <laughs> what you do with the beer, whether you drink it or what have you. I can't see how it would hurt. Well, yeah, I, I mean you know maybe you need to fortify yourself while you're yeah. doing this. Yeah. But at um, and then at sun sunrise, you're going to speak ritual words that will send the spirit into the underworld. So so what happens is that the the ghost or the spirit is mm -hmm. transferred into one of the figurines. And then the final words that you are supposed to recite are, don't look behind you. <laughs> Which, I mean, how universal is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And looking at a lot of different writings, I mean, from Roman, I mean, you've got Mesopotamian, that there 
were different kinds of schools that were specialist magic schools to appease ghosts and send them where they belong. And it, so people just expected that in daily life you're going to encounter ghosts and you need to deal with them. And a lot of the instructions were how to, di- how to use amulets or ri- rituals to get rid of different sorts of spirits. But m- most of the writing uh, kind of considered ghosts with sympathy, that they were stuck and didn't belong where they were, and that they needed the living to help them move on. So there is definitely a long history of people having different kinds of relationships with spirits from the afterworld. Wow. You know, that it, it's funny because uh, when you asked if I believe in ghosts, um, I do, but I think we create them. Um, and that it's, I fully believe you can be haunted. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I, I think it's, it's memory. And, and I can see, in a sense, it's really healthy to, to have that mechanism. Um, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I can see if that was modern day, you could order that kit from Amazon. <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. But then you'd have to know what kind of a spirit you've got or kind well, of a ghost. Because, you know, there, there are diff- different ones, you know. And the, but also I, I think that's that's part of the purpose of Halloween, is that to make us think about this thing that happens. Um, eventually, all of us have to leave. Right. Halloween is a way of like literally embracing that. Yes, definitely. And saying, yeah, it's going to happen, and 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 so what. I'm. Well, yeah, I guess I do believe in ghosts, but I also believe that there's a difference between ghosts and spirits. Um, I know that when my wonderful dog Nellie died, that I felt like I didn't feel like there was a ghost in the house, but I felt like there was a spirit in the house. That was a very different thing. But I have um, I have been places where it just feels uh, inhabited by stuff that I don't want to be around. Uh-huh. Like in Port Towns and um, in Washington, there are bunkers up at Fort Warden that are are really interesting to walk through. They they were there for um, for I think World War Two. It was it was to protect the the Strait of Swan, Juan de Fuca as right. things came through the Pacific towards Seattle. There it was artillery. Right, and there is one bunker there that you just walk into and go, ooh, there's something wrong here. Oh, uh, we didn't even walk into it. Yeah. We yeah. explored a lot of the others, and we walked by that one and went, oh, no. No, that's, mm, uh-uh. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I do believe in ghosts. Okay, so talking about going back to a place that has strong memories... We're going to start with um, our first movie, which was this, this find. I forget where I saw the recommendation the first time, but it's a New Zealand movie called Housebound. Oh, yeah, that's uh, I, I didn't think, you know, I really resisted watching that one. I thought it was going to be too scary. It, it looked it looks scary and it looks it it seems almost like it would be depressing. Um, but it was uh 
the the basic the plot synopsis here I'm reading off is a would-be thief is remanded to the custody custody of her estranged mother, who turns out to be correct in her assertion that evil spirits reside in the family house. Oh. And I have one word for you. Yes. Cheese grater. Cheese grater. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it just, yeah, it is really a an, an, an inventive form of protection. An inventive form of offensive defensive. Yes. Um yeah, and, and it's it's interesting that it, it does all the um the tropes that stretch all the way back to like Jane Eyre of um something in the walls and yet um ends up being very heartwarming and about yes. about you know finding yourself well in a reconciliation reconciliation family reconciliation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we enjoyed the heck out of that <laughs> yeah so that that's the first movie recommendation uh for hauntings and i i was going to um recommend a a um a movie that i loved as a child and luckily for everybody i decided that i would rewatch it and, <laughs> and it was a wonderful reminder that, that not all cherished childhood memories should be revisited and mm. that that was the uh the Canterville Ghost with uh, God, a young Robert Young, Robert young. and and Charles Lawton, and uh, and it's just uh, no, you're probably better off just reading the Oscar Wilde children's story than than watching that. It's 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 um, extremely overacted. Yes, and and of course, you know, as a kid, I also loved the Topper TV shows with uh, that. The, the wonderful ghosts that, that helped uh, helped him around, and, and especially the drunken St. Bernard, Neil. Yes. Anyway, but, um, but also in that vein, mm-hmm. really, is, is my recommendation, which is Beetlejuice. And, oh, that's so <laughs> and, and I think, you know, most people know about Beetlejuice, but I think that it's, it's a uh, wonderful take on, on uh, a haunting yeah, Beetlejuice, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, Michael Keaton and Alec Baldwin. Oh, and a very young Winona Ryder. Yes, Winona Ryder playing Ryder. a little goth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, are we moving on to books? If you if you want to, yeah. What, yeah. what have you, you now? You've got a couple of books. I've got a couple of books. Yes. One that I I really think is is very sweet, and it's by Neil Gaiman. And it's called The Graveyard Book. And it's actually, if you think about it, it's a reverse haunted house because uh, the ghosts are all living in the cemetery. They're not inhabiting the house, and it's the living that are haunting the house. It's a, um, it's a very dastardly villain that is after this, this whole family, and he manages to... To kill everybody but the little infant that crawls away to the graveyard, and this is a child that is raised by the ghosts in the chi- in the cemetery, and it's it's very very uh, amiable kind of a scary, which is pretty much you know the the way that Neil Gaiman writes anyway. Mm-hmm. And and the thing I think is is really interesting about Halloween is that 
the number of books and, and, and stories that are around that. I mean, even Agatha Christie wrote a mystery about Halloween, a Poirot. Mm -hmm. But I think if you want to really, 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 three reallys, yeah, get, get, into, <laughs> get into the spirit of kind of what, the way we look at Halloween now, which is sort of an Edwardian type of a Halloween, it, it's anything by Edward Gorey. Oh, yeah. And for people who don't know him, if you've ever watched uh, PBS Mysteries, he did the illustrations for the introduction to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, his, his things, um, one of the best sources would be the Amphigories. And there's several books that are collections of all of his, his, little, his little small books. But his illustrations are just so charming. And, uh, and he also did the uh, set design and illustrations for the Frank Langella version of, the, of Dracula on Broadway. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very gothic and, and just wonderful black yeah. and white. That was very influential. Oh yeah, very. So, okay. Well, those those both sound excellent. Yeah, I the the Edward Gorey, and also there's so much Edward Gorey that is all in that milieu. That um, once you get into it, if you enjoy it, there's a lot to see. Yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah. All right. I think both of those are are right on for our theme of hauntings. Um, you know, it's funny because when we talked about doing hauntings as one of the, the two specialty episodes, uh, there was a thing I thought of immediately. And it is a comic series. You can get it now as a trade paperback, which collects all the issues of the comic that told this one story called The Me You Love in the Dark. And that was written by uh, Scotty Young. And the artist is uh, Jorge Corona. And um, I love the art style. Um, it's I, I, I don't like realism in comics because it's like, hey, you're a comic. You get to play a little bit with the look of a thing. And, and this is just this wonderful bit of impressionism on, um, on the, the, the art. And the story is fascinating. And it's about um, an artist um, who is looking for inspiration and so she leaves the city and rents a house this old house and she finds the inspiration there's actually a spirit in the house oh interesting yeah yeah so she and, and she does what i love it too is when the spirit first presents itself she runs out of the house well that's a good reaction it's yeah. a good it's a good reaction <laughs> I, yeah and it starts out as this this really inspirational thing for her, and um, the spirit uh, becomes very possessive and doesn't even want her to leave the house. Um, and you know, says, "What else do you need? You know, you have inspiration. You're getting your art done. There's nothing else you need." And when uh, she tries to assert herself, things get nasty. Oh. And it's a really interesting presentation of an abusive relationship. Oh, okay. Complete yeah. with the the fits of violence and the profuse apologies afterwards. Uh huh. Okay. Now this, um, so housebound um, is, I say, spooky, occasionally scary. Right. Um, 
Beetlejuice is spooky with occasional scary imagery. Right. Um, I will say that the me you love in the dark starts off spooky because they're, you know, a, a comic series is usually divided into four to six parts. And this mm-hmm. is six parts. Starts off spooky. It gets full on scary. Okay. Hard scary um, by issue f- uh, five or six be- when, the, when the thing really reveals itself and what it's willing to do to hang on to her. Um, and, and it's a scary looking thing when you finally see it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I, I would say that the graveyard book and the Amphigory are not, no, they're, they're very, very mildly spooky. Not yeah, at all. Those were definitely spooky. So, but anyway, it's, it's a, I think it's, it's really well written. And like I said, I enjoy the artwork. Um, a thing I'm going to recommend simply because it's so omnipresent even though I haven't finished it, um, there is a, and it's also a TV show now, is Lock and Key by Joe Hill with art by uh, Gabriel Rodriguez. Mm. No, wait, Joe Hill, you mean uh, Stephen King's son, right? Stephen King's son, okay. uh, famous horror writer. And this is a, a family moves into a house and that has all these different keys that open different doors that cause different things to happen. And there's a spirit at the bottom of the well that may or may not, you know, like I said early on, you're like, what, what's going on with the spirit at the bottom of the well? And why does it want uh, the little boy to find one of the keys? Um, so it's hugely popular and there's, there's a gazillion of them. I think they, they've gone to, to three volumes. So that represents at least 12 comics, if not, um, if not more. Um, so um, I'm just bringing it up and I, and I will say, I don't know it super well. Um, okay. So I don't know what rating to give it. I think it's probably in the scary. Oh, oh, okay. Um, because, um, and also it's on Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Yeah, I, I was thinking that sounded like a, a uh, Netflix series that I was aware of. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one recommendation I'm putting in just to round out, even though I have not fully vetted it. Okay. For you, the listener. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know, I just realized that we haven't talked about music. And one of the things that I like in this season is to have sort of atmospheric music playing. And it, it does, it, it definitely will get you in the mood for the spooky season. Mm-hmm. And one of the the things that I know I always think of, and they're kind of the classics, is stuff like um, Night on Bald Mountain. That's mm. from mm-hmm. Fantasia. Yeah. That's a Prokofiev. And, and then you have, uh, oh, Hall of the Mountain King, Pierre Gint. And mm-hmm. that's uh, Grieg. Those, those are very classic-y things. And then it's sort of like anything by... Bach on the organ. That reminds me of James Mason playing the organ in the Nautilus for 20,000 leagues down the sea. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, those, those all seem to be very in the mood, but is there more modern stuff you can recommend? Well, I, I and I think you're, you're, you're really right about, um, there, there's something about the ambient music that really, um, increases the effect of um, a book 
mm-hmm. or a yeah. comic book or something like that. Um, that said, I will say nothing gets me out of the Halloween mood faster than Monster Mash. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> oh. I, <laughs> oh, and I'm so tired of it. I put a spell on you. Yeah, and th- th- there are a lot of good songs. I mean, I, I Scare Myself is still one of my yeah. favorite favorite yeah. songs like that. But um, as far as ambience goes, ambiance, ambience, anyway, whatever the word is, um, one thing I would recommend is uh, one of my favorite internet radio radio stations, Soma FM. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, okay. they have they have haunting music. They have haunting music. Uh, SomaFM.com, and it's it's free. They they depend on donations. Oh, okay. Um, so if you really enjoy it, do send them uh, a little bit of money. Um, but they have, I know, especially, and I don't know if they do this all year, but like right now, they've got going Dark Zone. And they're listing Dark Zone as the darker side of deep ambient music for staring into the abyss. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I, and I know that sometimes it's, it's really interesting because the ambient stuff can almost wind you up. It winds you up slowly. Um, I was listening to some ambient stuff and I forget what I was doing. And I was like, why is this filing so dangerous? And then I thought, oh, no, no, no. It's the music making you. Uh-huh. Um, the other one is uh, a little uh, harder stuff is Doomed. Um, Halloween special that they do. Dark industrial ambient music for tortured souls. So, so there will be the occasional, you know, uh, metal, you know, the, the really growly yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so that can be fun when you're really setting a mood. Uh, there's another one that, that I'm just going to mention cause it's, it's, sometimes it gets spooky and usually it's, it's just kind of a thing. It's a thing called drone zone and it says, uh, uh, serve best chilled, safe with most medications, atmospheric textures with minimal beats. <laughs> okay. Well, so, at least they've got a good copywriter. Yeah. No, they, they, these guys know what they're doing. Um, and, and by all means, if you, if you do check it out, there's, there's plenty of other stuff ranging from, from techno and dub and reggae, and, um, they have a lot of uh, different channels, but, um, that's something I'd recommend. Maybe we need to ask some uh, friends if, if, uh, if they, musical friends, if they have some, um, recommendations. I would love to. And I've, I've, I've got some queries out. So, so, uh, listeners, we're, we're always looking for, uh, new things for you to help you, um, have the best spooky season possible. Without a monster mash. Without monster mash, please. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention on, on, especially in ambiance, there's an app on, um, iOS called my noise. The words, my noise, one word. And they have a whole bunch of different, I think some of them you have to pay for, but um, they have all these different things from uh, like, I'm just looking at the website here, um, rain on a tent, Irish coast, which is coastal wind noise, sea waves and rain. Um, Oh, and. The Irish coast is different than the Scottish coast. I I I guess. Well, it's it's certainly different than the Aruba coast. Oh I well, think yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, rain on a tent, Japanese garden. There's a whole category of these things called eerie, and oh. and this guy first thought of this as, oh, this would be a good background if you're playing an RPG game. 
<laughs> um, the thing I love about the app is every um, environment has 10 different channels and you can add them or decrease them. Like they, they have a great jungle one because it has rain and frogs and insects, but it also has the birds and the birds show up at weird intervals and kind of will, will break me out of a reverie. So I can just turn the birds down. Oh, wow. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. Um, and so, and especially, and, and, you know, and it's, I, I use it as my, my, my brown noise, white noise, pink noise generator as well. Mm -hmm. So there's all sorts of different things you can do. And it specifically has eerie if you're looking for really setting a mood and freaking yourself out. That sounds like a good recommendation. Okay, thank you. So I suppose we need to talk about next week, which is witches. Witches. That's going to be my favorite subject. You know, it's, it's a fascinating subject, too, because certainly when we were growing up, witches were just flat-out bad guys. Yeah, and they had the long noses with the ward, the and long... frequently they were um, green and what have you, yes. Yeah, and the, the cackle. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's been the real interesting re-examination of that. Um, and I know, like, uh, we, we have a couple of recommendations that are, are some of my, my favorite um, spooky things ever. Uh -huh. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week on... Um... <laughs> <laughs> this podcast that I've forgotten the title to. Well, Welcome to the <laughs> Four Weeks of Halloween. <laughs>